Hallelujah. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts, the ninth chapter. And let's see what the Lord has to say unto his people on today. Isn't God a good God? Isn't he worthy of praise? Hallelujah. We can't hold back on God because he didn't hold back on us. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 9. I'm going to begin at verse 1. And I'm going to end at verse 6. Hallelujah. The word of God reads, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecute. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. I want to talk about today, Revelation brings, y'all ready? Revelation will bring you, see, the enemy is trying not to get this message out, because this is going to, thank you, Holy Ghost. Revelation brings transformation, transformation brings demonstration, see, the Holy Ghost is here. Revelation brings transformation, and transformation brings demonstration. You can be seated. Let me tell you why the Lord is bringing this. The Lord is bringing this in this house because there's so many people that want to see demonstration. But without revelation, you're not going to get transformation. You can see demonstration, but after demonstration, that won't last. It's so many people that's coming into places because they see people prophesying. They see things going on in in places, but they don't understand that they need some revelation so there can be some transformation, so there can be some demonstration. When you look at revelation, that means it's to make known. It's something that was not made known, but is made known. It is revealed. That's what revelation is. When you look at transformation, that's change. When you look at demonstration, you getting demonstration from that change through revelation. So God wants us to work in all three of them. He wants us to have revelation, he wants us to have transformation, and he wants us to have demonstration. When you look at Paul's life, in the beginning of Paul's life, he was out to get all Christians. He was out to, to um, bound them, take them to Jerusalem. But the day that that light shone from heaven, he got revelation. When he got revelation, then there was change. There was transformation. And then there was demonstration. So if you're not getting any demonstration in your life, that's because there's no transformation because you have no revelation. When it comes to the word of God, it's more than just reading the word. You have to take that word and allow illumination to come to you. And that's when change began to come in your life. 
If you don't take time to get revelation from the word, you're not going to get changed. So, so many people want to be changed, but they're not taking time to get revelation. When we look in the word of God, dealing with his disciples, those disciples walked with Jesus. They were followers of Jesus Christ. They followed him. They were learners. They were taught by him. So one day Jesus asked them, he said, who do men say that I am? According to Matthew, the 16th chapter. They say, some say that you are liar. Some say that you're Jeremiah's. But then he began to say, but whom do you say that I am? So I'm going to ask you today, has Christ been made known unto you for real? See, we get born again. We accept him. We hear about the cross. We hear about his death, burial, and resurrection. But we got to go further than that. See, what we have to understand is he wants to be made known to us through the word of God. This word has to be illuminated. There has to be light coming from this word. When this word is illuminated, that's when this word becomes a part of you. Anything that becomes a part of you, nobody can't take from you. So the enemy don't want the word to be known. He don't want the word to be revealed because he know when that word is revealed in your life, there's going to be some transformation and then there's going to be some demonstration. What do I mean by demonstration? Once I get the revealed word, when the word says that by Jesus Christ, I were healed and that word is made known unto me and I'm getting some light from that word. Guess what? There's going to be change, not even on the inside, but it's going to be on the outside side of me so when I preach concerning his healing because I have experienced the word concerning healing guess what there's going to be demonstration in the room from the change that I had from the revelation so people are not getting revelation so if they're not getting revelation they're not going to have change God wants change to be amongst his people we can't preach this good news we cannot preach the kingdom until we get to know the kingdom for ourselves the only thing we're trying to do is live off of somebody else's word you can't live off of their word this is why Jesus asked them but whom do you say I am you the one been walking with me. You the one that's been taught by me. Now, whom do you say I am? And Peter began to say, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, Barjona, because nobody revealed this to you. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And this is what we have to have, the revealed word of God made known. You can read the word. You can go in there and read it. But until the word is made known unto you, until the word has become real to you, then you're not going to get change and you're not going to get demonstration from it. The enemy knows this. We spend a lot of time trying to do it ourselves. First of all, when Paul was on that road to Damascus, Paul's mind was on crucifying those Christians. He was, his mind was on putting those Christians in lockdown because what they were teaching was against what he believed. But when he had that Damascus road experience, I want to ask you something. It don't matter what you've been in. It don't matter if you were a drug addict. It don't matter if you was a prostitute. It don't matter if you were a murderer, if you were a liar. It don't matter what you was. The day that you have a Dam Damascus road experience, when Christ is made known to you, he don't look at who you were before. For. He looks at who you are now that you in Christ Jesus. So when you get that deep down on the inside of you, it don't matter what people
people say about you because you know transformation has taken place through the revelation that was made known to you who you are now that you in Christ now the demonstration come in because change have taken place you don't see yourself no more of how you used to be or what you used to do your life is reflecting the revelation that was oh y'all don't hear me this is what's wrong with the body of Christ you acting like somebody that you're not. You play in church. What I mean is play in church. You come in here on Sunday and with your hallelujahs on Monday, then you acting just like you were before you come in on Sunday. See, God don't want you to be that way because when Paul had this Damascus Road experience, change took place. How do I know change took place? Because he had to accept what the Lord was calling him to do. And when he said, Lord, what would you have for me to do? See, that way he was forgetting about himself. He was relying on him, what was revealed to him, what was made known unto him. And he followed his instructions. Then the next thing was he had to get Ananias. Ananias was a disciple. See, God uses whom he chose to use. And when he told Ananias, he said, he told him in a vision, he said, there's one that's praying named Saul. He told him exactly where he was. And he told him, I want you to go to him. Ananias had a different way of looking at it. He said, isn't this the one that persecuted the Christians? Come on, that's how it is sometime in our lives. When God called us to do something, and then when that call is recognized in our life, people say, well, wait a minute, isn't she the one? who was prostituting all her life. But then Jesus began to turn the tables. And this is what Jesus began to tell him. He said, Jesus said, but the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he's a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. So he had to hear what the Lord was saying concerning Saul. So he did what he told him to do. He laid hands on him. Saul began to um, see again. And then the Bible says that right after that, he was baptized. He was filled with the power. See, you can't do nothing outside of the power of God. And this is how we miss it. People think, I don't need um, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't need all that. I'm already born again. But he said, in order for you to be an effectual witness for me, then you're going to have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. After Paul got all of that, this is when um, demonstration happened. In verse 20, in straightway, he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Look how things begin to change quickly in his life. So what is God saying to us today? Too many people want demonstration, but without revelation, and without transformation, demonstration can last. And we got so many people living off of what they see. And they're hiked up just for a moment or a day or two. And they're going to tell people what they saw. But their life ain't reflecting what they saw. And the reason why, because it's going to take the word for change to be in your life. It's going to take the word of God for healing to continually to um, bring forth itself in your life. But what we do, we get out of the word and we try to live off of what somebody else is saying. But see, when Jesus asked them, whom do you say I am? They had to have a relationship with him for themselves so it could be made known unto them. Then in Matthew 17, 
Jesus took them up to a high mountain and he began to transfigure before them. He began to change. So they didn't see Jesus like they saw him before. Why? Because Jesus said, I want you to see the glory of God that's even upon my life. There's supposed to be a change even with us. When we go into the word of God and the word gets in us and we get revelation from that word, people should see change. And if you say you in the word and change is not coming in your life, then you ain't been in the word. You haven't gotten the word in you. The more time you take in the word of God, when you come out, there's going to be transformation. And then there's going to be demonstration because people are going to see the life that you live ain't the same life that you lived before. You don't have to tell them that change have took place in your life because the things that you used to do, you're not going to do those things no more. So this is why God is saying, without revelation, there is no transformation, and they're not gonna, there's not going to be demonstration. When we go back and we look at those disciples, three whole years, they were taught of Jesus. They were learners. But Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to send you out. I'm going to give you some power. And I want you to go do the same things that I've done. I want you to raise the dead. I want you to heal the sick. I want you to cast out um, devils. But the thing he told him, he said, but I want you to preach the kingdom. So as they preached the kingdom, they were preaching only what Jesus taught. Because Jesus said, repent, have a change of mind. The kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is near you. Jesus was bringing the kingdom. So they watched what Jesus done. They watched him heal the sick. They watched him cast out devils. They watched all of this through Jesus. But now Jesus said, I'm going to give you power. Now remember, Jesus was here with them. But he was giving them power to act just the way that he done when he was walking with them. So they did it. And they did everything Jesus told them to do. So that was demonstration, was it not? But guess what? That was demonstration. But after Jesus left, that's when the revelation, that's when the transformation, and that's when demonstration was going to happen in their lives. They had him with them. But when he left, they had to operate outside of him. They had the Holy Spirit, but they had to trust what they have learned. So when you go in the book of Acts, you will see how everything that Jesus taught them, they had the revelation from it. They began to see change in their lives, and then there was demonstration. There were healings. There were people that was baptized. Everything he taught, they did. What is wrong with us today? People don't want to be taught. People think they know everything. They want to, you know, put on airs, make people think that they're the one that's healing people. They're the one that's setting people free. But you got to go on what the word of God tell you to do. When you look at Jesus' life, his mother even knew when the water was turned into wine. She said, whatever he say, do it. That's the only way it's going to work. Whatever he say, that's what we're going to do. But guess what? You can't do what nobody say unless you believe what they're saying. And you got to spend time with them in order to have belief and trust in them. I'm going to use Julia and Manny, for instance. Julia and Manny, they're married. Before they were married, they began to date. And I believe Julia was getting to know Manny. She was getting to know him well. She thought she knew everything about Manny that she needed to know about Manny. But when they got married and moved in together, she started seeing stuff that she didn't see when they were dating. 
Manny starts seeing stuff he didn't see when they were dating. But because they're taking the word and they're allowing the word to get on the inside of them, guess what? Change begin to come. They don't begin to see each other the way the enemy want them to see each other. No matter what Julia do, Manny ain't seeing her by what she do. Manny is seeing her by what the word has to say about her. See, this is when change come. You don't look at people in the natural. You look at people for who they are in the supernatural, how they was created in his image. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. So the more time you spend with a person, You're going to get to know that person. You're going to get to know their likes, their dislikes. You're going to get to know everything about them. That's when things are made known. And guess what? Sometimes they don't make things known to you. But the more you examine, the more you sit there and watch, you will say, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't clean as you said you was. Because I don't see you cleaning house. I don't even see you taking a bath like you say you take a bath. Because you're watching them. You're watching everything that they do. So things is beginning to be uncovered that was hidden. So the more you get into the word of God, things begin to be revealed to you that was not made known. And as those things are revealed to you, guess what? Change begin to come. Transformation begin to come. You will say, that's not who I am. This is who I am. Now that I'm in Christ. And once you know who you are in Christ, guess what? You can live like who you are in Christ. And that demonstration, it comes. You don't have to make it come. We're trying to make something happen. But we don't have to do that. Once you get this word revealed unto you. And I'll go back to Nehemiah. Y'all know Nehemiah was a builder. He was like walking as an apostle. But there was Ezra. Ezra was a teacher. So Ezra had to teach them what the law said. And as Ezra was teaching them that law, they were paying close attention to that law. And some things that they didn't understand, they had people giving them understanding. Why? So they can walk in what they were hearing. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. So as they were getting the word of God and they was getting understanding of the word, they began to mourn, y'all. Let me tell you something. When you get that word revealed unto you and a light come on to you, you'll say, oh my goodness, it's not them it's me that's how I know the word ain't being made known because if the word is made known it's gonna shed light on you it's gonna make whatever hidden be revealed you're not gonna be able to sit there if you in the word and you know that you need to apologize to somebody ain't no way you can go into the word of God and the word of God is telling you to forgive And you telling me you can't forgive. You ain't got no revelation on that yet. Because when you get true revelation and light is shown upon that word, it ain't going to take you 20 years to go to somebody and say, I forgive. I'm sorry for what I have done. That's when change begin to come. But we don't allow change to come because some of us get so hardened in our heart so sensitive to the way the world does things that that's how we think it should be Christian folks. But God said, I want revelation in the body of Christ. So there will be transformation. So people will see demonstration. Demonstration come through the word of God. 
When we look in the Bible and we go back last Sunday, I was teaching on Daniel and how Daniel was over there with the Babylonians. When he was over there with them, Daniel had the word in his heart. And he was determined not to turn away from what the word was saying unto him. So Daniel, what was he doing? He was not letting his flesh dictate to him anything. He was going to stand on what he learned, what he was taught, what was revealed, what was made known unto him. So when they told Daniel that they were going to kill the musicians, they was going to kill all of them because they could not interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. The first thing that Daniel did, he went to his companions and he began to tell them to begin to pray for it to be revealed. Daniel began to pray to God. Why did he go to God? Because he needed something to be revealed. He needed something to be made known that was covered. Now, when you got a secret, guess what? It's a secret. Nobody know that secret but you and God. But at a time, God will reveal that to someone that he can trust to help you with what you're going through. Sometimes we say, you know what? Nobody will never find out about this. But guess what? God did. God already know, and God know what's best for you. So as Daniel began to pray, the Bible said it was revealed. That secret was revealed unto Daniel. And, and this is the thing. Once it was revealed, change was coming. And then there was demonstration. What did demonstration come in at? When he told the king exactly what he dreamt. Why? Because God revealed it unto him. God showed it to Daniel. How? Why would God show it to Daniel and not show it to anyone else? Because God knew Daniel's heart. God knew that Daniel was not about himself. God knew that Daniel was about doing what God had called him to do. And this is one thing you got to understand. Paul. Paul knew the call on his life. Paul knew what God had called him to do. So Paul wasn't worrying about what people were saying. Paul got all of his revelation. Things were made known to Paul through Jesus Christ. He didn't walk with Jesus like the other apostles, but things were made known to him. Why? Because he spent time in prayer. He spent time seeking God. He said, God, I don't understand this. You're going to have to let me know what you're saying. And when God would open it up to Paul, how do you think he wrote so many books in the Bible? Why? Because he spent time seeking. He spent time saying, God, show me what you want me to see in this, God. Because it's not about me, God. It's about things being made known so they can be changed and so they can be demonstration. We got to get us out of the picture. When you get you out of the way and say, God, I'm here to do a work for you. It's not about me. This is why Paul would always say, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, who died for me. So Paul got revelation on that thing. So everywhere Paul went, Paul wasn't seeing Paul. Paul didn't see his old way of living. Paul was forgetting those things that were behind. He was pressing towards the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Why was Paul doing that? He said, because that old life ain't Paul no more. That life got crucified with Christ. My way of doing is not my way anymore. I'm living for the kingdom, so I'm going to do it the kingdom way. So this is what God is saying to you. The more time you spend in this word, that's when things are going to be made known. You can't go into the word and need money and start quoting 
the scripture that said, may God supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You quote that, but do you know what it means? Do you know why Paul is saying what he's saying? Paul said what he said to them is because they supplied Paul need even when they were in need. So he said, guess what? All of your needs are going to be supplied by Christ Jesus, not through Paul, but by Christ Jesus. Everything you need, matter of fact, it's already been supplied even before you gave me what you gave me. Supply come from him. Because you're doing what the word tell you to do. See, when you get a revelation of what the word says, guess what, y'all? Nobody have to tell you what to do. When you get revelation and it's made known unto you, when the word say, give, and it shall be given unto you. The first part say, give, and it shall be. And then it says, good measures, isn't it good? Press down. Shaken together, run it over, shall men give unto your bosom. But then it say, with the measure that you have give, that's what's going to be given back to you. So what you got to do to get revelation on that verse, you got to meditate on that thing. You saying, God, you saying, give. And it shall be given back unto me. Now, God, you're saying, Give, and some people say, well, he's saying give, but you ain't got the revelation from it yet. See, you looking at give, and you giving because you want to get something, but you don't give to get something. You give because he told you to give. You don't worry about getting anything because it's already promised that you're going to get it. You're just getting revelation on God told me to give, so I'm giving because this is what his word is telling me. And he said, when I give, guess what? It's going to be given unto me good measures. So the more time you spend on that verse and that verse of scripture get down deep on the inside of you, nobody have to tell you to do nothing. It comes natural. You demonstrating what was revealed because change have come. The enemy does not want change. Now I want you to check this out. Revelation, I'm going to give it to you. Revelation, that's your spirit transformation that's your soul demonstration is your body spirit soul body revelation is what's in your spirit transformation is what's in your soul demonstration is your body reacting from where you got the revelation oh y'all don't get it let me say it again spirit soul body revelation comes from your spirit transformation is your soul it's transferred from your spirit to your soul and you're going to demonstrate it with your body y'all don't get it so if you don't get revelation you ain't getting no transformation and ain't going to be no demonstration what we are demonstrating is darkness because we cannot come in contact with what we already have because transformation have not taken place through the word. The church is missing it. So if you want demonstration in your life, you got to get revelation. Then there's going to be transformation. Then you're going to get some demonstration. We spending too much time not in the word. So this is why you're not receiving from the spirit. Once you connect with the spirit, it's going to flow to the body and people are going to see 
the power of God coming through you. Give you another example. Now, how, how are we going to do all of this? How is this going to happen? First thing is, you got to know who you are now that you're in Christ. It is not about you no more. See, that's what Paul had to realize. It's not about me. It's about him. Because of him, I'm righteous. Because of him, I'm justified. Because of him, I'm sanctified. Because of him, I've been reconciled. So everything is because of him. It's nothing that I have done. My righteousness that I have is based on Jesus' righteousness. It's not based on what I would ever do. So you have to recognize that first. You have to know who you are now that you're in Christ. Once you recognize who you are now that you're in Christ, see, the enemy can't bring all of this stuff to say you're not worthy. Oh, you're right, devil. I'm not worthy, but in him, I am worthy. So see, you got to let him understand it. Oh, you ain't righteous. You're right. I ain't righteous, but in him, I've been made righteous. See, because I've been accepted in the beloved. I'm no longer rejected. I've been accepted in the beloved. So when you understand this, then guess what? And you get it in you, there's going to be a flow from your spirit to your soul, and then you're going to live righteous. You're going to live holy. You're going to live reconciled. You're not going to live in condemnation no more because now that you're in Christ, therefore, whoever's in Christ, there is therefore now no more condemnation to those that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. So God began to show me this. So it's time for us to get renewed, y'all. The enemy does not want you to be renewed. You are renewed in your spirit. Your spirit has everything you need. The devil cannot touch your spirit because that's where God is. So that's a no-no. You've been sealed. You've been sealed by the Holy Spirit saying that you belong to God. But now the problem is there need to be change. That change need to be in your soul. And every day we have to be renewing our minds. This is what Moses did. Moses went to be with God. And when he was up there with God, God was giving Moses the laws. God was talking to Moses. When Moses come down from being with God, people saw change. They saw the glory of the Lord radiating from Moses. And they were afraid, Julia, to come up on Moses because they saw God's glory. So guess what? They had a fear of God. Now, God want us to fear him, but that fear that God want us to have is a reverence fear. That means, God, I honor you so much that I'm not going to do what I used to do because I know just how much you love me. And I know, God, that you don't like sin. But Moses came back radiating. So Moses talked to the people, told them everything God said. After he talked to the people, he put a veil over his face but when he went to go back in to be with God he took the veil off of his face but when he talked to the people he put the veil on his face now this is kind of odd he come down from God he didn't have a veil they saw the glory so he talked to them after he finished giving them the words he put the veil on then he went to be with God he took it off he come out he put it back on so the people wouldn't be afraid but guess what God is saying it took the word It took the word. When the word became known unto Moses, Moses come down that mountain changed. Moses looked different. So Moses began to speak to the people what God was saying. The Bible says that Moses knew the ways of God. The people knew the acts of God. The reason why Moses knew his ways, because he said, God, he said, I want to know you. 
I want to know about you, God. And God began to reveal himself unto Moses. So Moses knew his, um, his ways. He knew God's character. He knew God's way of doing things. And that's what Moses carried out. And this is why there was transformation and demonstration in Moses' life. But as long as the people saw a demonstration, they were happy. But when trouble came, they went right back to Egypt. Where am I going? As long as you see somebody heal, you say, that's, that's me. I can be healed. But then when the pain come back, then you go right back to doing what you've done before. Why? Because there was no transformation. There was no revelation. Once you get revelation of the word, there's going to be change. And then there's going to always be some demonstration through the revelation that you got. Nobody ain't going to be able to move you off of that. See, some of us are moved too easily because we don't have no revelation. So there ain't going to be no transformation and there ain't going to be no demonstration. So when you look in the Bible, when you see those disciples preaching the kingdom, they preach what they were taught. They preach what they believed. And as they preach healing, boom, there was healing. As they preached um, about devils and stuff being casted out, boom, people was, um, um, the demons was cast out. Whatever they taught, it was coming from the inside out. And the power of God was there to confirm it. Oh, let's go back to it. We're going right back to last week. I, God is bringing it together to show you that this is why the body of Christ is not seeing what needs to be seen. This is why we're not seeing kingdom. The reason why we're not seeing kingdom because we don't know about the kingdom. You are a kingdom citizen. You are born from above, not from this earth. God allowed you to walk this earth. He's given you authority over the earth. But God said in order for this earth to be like it is in heaven, you can't wait on me. I gave you the key. I gave you the authority to bring change here on earth. The heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth he has given to the children of men. God ain't going back on his word. God said, I done sent my son. The word became flesh and dwelled among you. And we beheld what? His glory. So God wants you to know, I took the word and the word became flesh and the word walked among you and healed and delivered and set the captives free. He said, but now the word is back up here with me sitting on my right hand. Right hand mean authority. So Jesus told them, let's see what Jesus told them. Go to Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy ghost teaching them what he was telling them he said when he said go therefore he said make disciples teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i'm with you always even unto the end of the world so jesus said everything that i taught you i want you to teach them so we're following what his pattern we're following his way of doing things so when you go into the word of God God wants you to do exactly what the word is saying but you cannot do exactly what the word is saying until the word is made known unto you 
until you spend enough time with the word. You just can't take a scripture and try to act upon that scripture because it worked for somebody else. You got to understand that you have to get that scripture on the inside of you. This is why the Bible says study to show thyself approved. A workman that does what? Rightly divides what? The word of truth. So you got to go into that word. You got to begin to meditate on that word. You got to be saying, God, who's speaking? God, what are you saying to me? God, what do you want me to get out of this word? And as you asking him all of those questions, then everything, a light began to shine. You begin to see illumination through that word. And you say, oh, I got it. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody won't be able to change your mind. See, too many people's minds get changed too quick because the word ain't been made known. When the word become a part of you, it should not be taken from you that quickly. Because when you look in the word of God, everything that Jesus did, they did. They did not go outside of what Jesus said or what Jesus did. Why? Because it was taught by the best. And Jesus, let me tell you, he said, it is expected that I go away. He said, because if I don't go away, he said, the comforter won't come. A comforter is one that was going to be just like Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. He was going to come live on the inside of them. The Holy Spirit is what? He's the one that reveals hidden things unto you. He's the one that makes things known. He's only going to testify to what the word has already said. So when you are in the word of God, you're saying, wait a minute, I need revelation from this word. I need for my eyes to be open. I need for my eyes to be enlightened so I will know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us? God, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, I need all of that to be revealed, to be made known unto me so I can walk in everything that he has given unto me. God, I'm not walking in the fullness of God yet. And I want to be able to walk in his fullness. And the only way you can do that is through knowing his love. When you know about the love of God and the love of God get rooted on the inside of you, no matter what people do to you, you can walk it out. You won't have offense in your heart. You won't hold grudges. Why? Because it has been made known to me through the Holy Spirit that I have the love of God in my heart. That was shed abroad through the Holy Spirit. So I can love you outside of how you treat me. See the more time you spend in this word. Guess what? You're going to bless those. That curse you. You're going to love those. That hate you. And guess what? Your flesh ain't going to cringe no more. Why? Because this word has been revealed to me. This word is being made known through the Holy Spirit. So God is saying. If you want demonstration in your life that's going to have to come through revelation then transformation then there will be demonstration we're not spending enough time in this word to get everything that God has already provided for us the enemy is going to take you out of the very thing that you need the most and put you in stuff that you don't need and take you out of the word that you do need this is why Paul was saying and I love Paul's teachings because Paul went through some things in his life, but because of the word that was in Paul, Paul stood through death. He stood through those beatings. He stood through a lot because he had revelation on this word. Go with me to Galatians. In the book of Galatians, this is what Paul is saying unto the people. Galatians 1. 
In Galatians 1, Paul was talking to the Galatians, letting them know that he was so amazed that they were so removed from the gospel. And he knew that people had come in and perverted the gospel. He knew that they had come in and corrupt the gospel. So Paul was letting them know the gospel of the kingdom that he was preaching. Paul let them know that he got it through revelation. He said in verse 11, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Paul said this gospel was uncovered. It was unveiled. It was made known to me by Jesus Christ. Now remember, Paul did not walk with Jesus. He did not walk with Jesus like the other disciples did. But Jesus made this gospel known unto Paul, the gospel of the kingdom. And everything that Jesus taught Paul, Paul began to teach others concerning the gospel of the kingdom. Now Paul, in that next verse, began to describe who he was before he met Christ. But Paul didn't stay there. Now you check this. Paul didn't stay where he was before he met Christ. When you get to verse 15, this is what Paul said. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. See, this is what Paul was preaching. Paul said, I've been separated Meaning that this call on my life as an apostle, he said, while I was yet in my mother's womb, he said, he already set me aside. He already ordained me for this call. And it come through his grace, his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor, which I did not deserve. He said, even when I was doing my mess, God had already set me apart. God had already called. Y'all got to understand this. Even while you were yet a sinner, Even while you were yet doing what you were doing, Christ had already laid down his life for you. He didn't wait on you, and he already had a call on your life. God had already predestined what was going to become of you, what was going to happen to you even before you changed. That was his grace. Grace made everything available to you even before you change. But in order to get what grace made available, you have to appropriate it by faith, by having faith in what Jesus done. Let me say it again. It is by grace you're saved through faith, not of what? Yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. So we didn't have to work for everything that we got. Jesus paid the price for us he paid the price with his blood for redemption that's why we have forgiveness of sin that means all of our sins have already been forgiven past present and future sins so whatever i do the blood has already taken care of what i yet do even right now so if i know all of this then the devil can't use stuff on me to tell me i'm not going to get healed because i haven't done this or i'm not going to get prosperous because i have done this no i already have these things so this is what paul was teaching paul said i know who i am He said, I was an apostle even before I come out of my mother's womb. But guess what the next verse said? To reveal his son in me. So Jesus had to be made known to Paul. He was made known on that road to Damascus. He said, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathens. He couldn't preach him until he was revealed unto him. See, we're trying to preach Christ. We're trying to preach the kingdom, but the kingdom ain't being revealed unto you. How do I know? 
Because when things go wrong in your house, what do we do? We look to ourselves to try to get something done. Don't get me wrong. Now, we can't just sit there and not do nothing. But what we're supposed to do is he tell us in his word, seek ye first the kingdom, his way of doing things, his way of living, and all of these things shall be added unto you. So we as kingdom citizens, when things go wrong in our home, we're going to seek the kingdom. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, this is what's going on in my house. You already know what's going on, but let me just tell you what's going on. This is going on with my heat. This is going on with my refrigerator. And this is going on with this. And by the way, you already know ain't no money in the bank. So I'm seeking the kingdom because I'm a citizen of the kingdom. And the Bible says that you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now these are needs and because it's cold up in here. So it's a need and I'm a citizen of the kingdom and it ain't cold in heaven. It's the right temperature. So Father God, I thank you that what heaven have, I command it to come down here on earth. Outside of my ability. Because I'm strong in you and in the power of your might. Because if I do it in my own strength, I'm going to still be cold. But if I do it according to the kingdom, the kingdom got to act because I got the keys to every door in the kingdom. So I know that it's going to take money to do this. So I call for money to handle. Matter of fact, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to go lay hands on this thing. And I'm going to say, you're going to be fixed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say, he come. We kingdom. Okay, I'm going to prove it to you. Jesus talked to a fig tree, y'all. A tree. Tree wasn't producing fruit. He fixed the tree, though, didn't he? He cursed that tree and said, you ain't going to fool nobody else. So I'm going to curse you at the root. He had authority over that tree, right? Let me give you another example we're familiar with. Two fish. Five loaves of bread. In the natural, you see in all of these hungry folk, and you ain't got number two fish and five loaves of bread. In the natural, what we do, I just sent Julia and said, Julia, send all these hungry folk home. We ain't got enough to feed them. Now you found a way to tell them to go home. <laughs> but when I get revelation through reading two fish and five loaves of bread, and I recognize who I am now that I'm in Christ. Wait a minute. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The same Christ, the same Jesus that commanded two fish and five loaves of bread to feed the multitude and take up 12 baskets. Oh, don't tell them to go nowhere because I got some revelation. We're going to bless it. We're going to give it to God and everybody's going to eat. And we're not going to sit there to see if it's going to work. So what Jesus did, he knew that he was from heaven. He said, but heaven is down here on earth because I'm down here. So he said, give me what you have. This is the hard part. How many of us, your last $5, how many of us are willing to give up your last $5 and give it into somebody else's um, cause? The ones that give it up is the ones that know how kingdom work. Because you say, God, you take care of me. It ain't about my money. It's all about you. 
So, Lord, I'm giving what I have because I trust you because I know who takes care of me. I know who watches over his word to perform it in my life. So if I'm lining up with your word, God, I already have everything that I need. And I don't have to wonder who's going to give it to me, right? So Jesus said, give me what you have. They gave it to Jesus. What did Jesus do? He just looked up and held it up to heaven. And then he gave it back to them. Then they had to give it to the people. And then there was more than enough. That's our kingdom react but we react differently we get fearful we think about next week and we try to ration out what we have this week (laughs) because we're trying to make sure everybody have enough right but when you trust in kingdom y'all kingdom always give you what you need kingdom always give you favor i give you an example with favor there was someone that needed something and you know when somebody needs something you know what your bank looked like and you're like, well, according to my bank, ain't nothing up in there. But God, I know who you are. And you know the hearts of men. God will take little, y'all. He'll make it much if you roll it over to him. If you do what God tells you to do with what you have, God will bless you even with the little that you have. Because you're doing it kingdom way. You're not doing it your way no more. That's why when you get revelation from the word, there's going to be transformation. And then there's going to be demonstration. But you got to do what he's telling you to do. Getting back, I was concerned about this person because something had come up and something needed to be taken care of with them. And I said, Lord, I said, now, you know what they need. And I said, I can't give it to them. But you know what they need. I said, but I'm trusting you with this. And I remember I laid down that night and God showed me a dream. And I was sitting there with the person. And I told the person what they needed. I said, I said, did you get it? They said, yeah. I said, show it to me. They showed it to me. Then I said, how much money you got? They said, I only have a little, but it's in all fives. God said, I gave him favor. He told me five mean favor. So guess what? When I woke up, I told my husband, I said, they got favor. They called us back and say, I got it. Why am I telling you this? Because I was seeking the kingdom. I understood kingdom principles. And I went to God. And guess what God tell us? He don't want us to worry. He said, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. So when I rolled that over to him, trusting him that he already knew what the outcome was going to be, God showed me in a dream that it worked out on their behalf. God gave him favor. He showed me favor. When I woke up, I said, it's all right. They have favor because God knew what they needed. And God knew that they had to get that need because guess what? If they didn't get that need, they were going to look to my house for that need. And that's a no, no. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) See, y'all thought I lost it, didn't you? But what I'm saying is revelation brings transformation and then there's demonstration. So if you're not receiving those things in your life, it's because you don't have revelation on that word. When you trust the word, guess what? Change comes, and then demonstration comes from the word that you have trust. Get into the word of God. Get to know him for yourself. Some of us really don't know who he is. We say we say, we say we know him, but when things come up, we begin to change. So God wants us to be um, um, renewed in our minds. I'm going to close with this scripture. We say it all the time. Be not conformed to this world. Let's stop right there. Be not conformed conform to this world conform means to be adapted to be accustomed to the world's pattern the world's behavior the world's way of doing things you mold it 
into the image, the shape of how the world does things. Remember, y'all, we're in this world, but we're not of this world, so we don't do what the world does. So our mindsets is set on what the world is doing, so we say that's what we have to do. And when you take your mind and you focus it on what the world is doing, that's what you're going to pattern your mind after, where the world is saying, this is what I need to do. But I want to ask you this, what the kingdom say? He said, be not conformed to this world. But then he's giving you the answer. But be ye transformed. That means change. He said, but be ye transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. You cannot change in that soulish area until your mind is renewed by the word of God. Once your mind is renewed, that's when you can prove what is the good and acceptable will of God. I got to go back to that part. Until your mind is renewed, you're not going to prove what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. The enemy knows that. That's why he wants you to be conformed to what the world is doing. Whatever the world say, uh uh-uh, if it don't line up with what the kingdom say, that's not what you do. You do what kingdom tell you to do. And if you do what kingdom tell you to do, you're going to get demonstration from kingdom. And then the world going to want what you got. But the world don't want what we have because we're lining up with the world and not lining up with the kingdom. We're supposed to be so different that when famine come, they see us living, they see us prospering, and then that's the demonstration coming from the revelation because of the transformation. And then they're going to say, what must I do? Give you another example. Paul and Silas. Y'all remember the lady coming up on Paul, aggravating Paul. I know who you are. So Paul got got aggravated and he said, come out of her. You spirit of divination. See, the kingdom was coming. You come out of her. So y'all know what happened. The lady got freed from it. The the man that was allowing, you know, using the lady to get money for his game, they ended up beating Paul and them, right? Why? Because change came, right? Why did change come? Because Paul knew what he had. It was made known to him. You got authority over that. So after that, they put them in prison, right? They're in prison. Can you imagine? Back then, there were dungeons. They sitting there chained. They're sitting there beaten. But they begin to pray, and they begin to praise God. Is that different? You in prison, beat, in a dungeon, and you're going to praise God. Is that change, y'all? That's kingdom, isn't it? You're going to praise God. So they're in there praising God, giving God the glory. And all of a sudden, here come demonstration. There was a suddenly. And why was there a suddenly? Because transformation was there. Why was transformation there? Because they had revelation. So when the demonstration took place and the prison began to shake like there was an earthquake, Guess what? The chains not only on Paul and Silas began to break loose, but the ones in prison began to break loose. Why? Because demonstration was taking place because of the revelation and the transformation that Paul and them had. So this prison, the guard, he began to just say, kill me because he knew he was a dead man because everybody was getting out of the prison. But Paul said, no, 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 no. We're still here. And guess what happened? He wanted to be saved. Oh, y'all don't get it. Why are people around us don't want what we got, Brother Tyson? Come on now. If I had a million dollars, they'll love me. But if I ain't got no million dollars, they won't have nothing to do with me. But if I got power from on high that can heal, 
that can deliver, that I can say, oh, you don't have to stay in that situation. You don't have to stay sick like this because the kingdom has come to you. Be healed and be made whole. All of a sudden, they're coming out the wheelchair and they begin to walk. And guess what? They're going to publicize that. I went to Brother Tyson's house. He didn't have money for me, but such as he had, he gave unto me. And that's why I'm walking because of what he told me about Jesus, what he told me about the kingdom. He said, there's no paralyzed person in the kingdom. There's no crippled person in the kingdom. There's no deaf person in the kingdom. And I come to give you the kingdom. I come to present the kingdom. So I say, rise and walk in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, Tyson's yard is full with cars, lined all up down the road. They're thinking somebody died, Jennifer. And they come up in the house. What's going on, man? Jesus is what's going on. The blind is seeing. The lame is walking. The deaf is hearing. What's your problem? Come on. Let me tell you about kingdom. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to go to Tyson's house. Not because of Tyson. But because of the kingdom that Tyson was demonstrating. Y'all got to understand, when you get revelation. There's going to be transformation. There's going to be demonstration. And the, the peace that's in heaven is going to come to your home. When you learn about the peace of God that passes all understanding, when he tell you to be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests made known unto God. He said that's when the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart. And your mind through Christ Jesus. But then there's another thing that you have to do. You got to think on those things that are true. That are honest. That are what? Of a good report. If there be any virtue. If there be any praise. Think on these things. Oh my goodness. Tyson when I was talking about your house. I could just see the power of God. I can just see people coming from far. And near. Because you got something that they want. It ain't in your bank. Guess what? But it's coming down from the kingdom. This is why Peter and John say, silver and gold, man, have I none? He say, but in the name of Jesus, but what that I do have, which is coming from the kingdom, I give unto thee. So he's saying, rise and walk. Y'all, this is how it's supposed to be right down here. And if it's not happening, it's because we don't have revelation to bring transformation, to bring demonstration. You got to let the Holy Spirit work through you. He's there to do a work in you. And through you, you got to cooperate with whom God has given you. And he is only going to cooperate through the word, through you knowing what the word is saying. Y'all, God is ready. He's been ready to open up miracles, to open up blind eyes, to open up deaf ears. God has been ready. But the problem with us is we don't believe that we can do it. No, you can't do it. It's the power of God that's going to work through you to do it. How do you know that you have this revelation? Because you can't walk past nobody that's sick without telling them, this is what the kingdom said for you today. The kingdom said you the healed of the Lord. By Jesus Christ, you are already healed. And as you're speaking, they rise up. I don't feel the pain no more. Praise him. Then guess what? They go tell somebody else, come and see. Come and see. I met someone. That told me everything about me. That's how the kingdom worked, y'all. Ask your neighbor, say, what's going on with you? Say, what's happening in your life? Say, no revelation? No transformation? No demonstration? Say, no revelation? 
no transformation, no demonstration. Y'all is more than just coming up in the house of God. You come in the house of God to get taught so you can go out and take that word and apply it to your life. This is why they searched the scriptures even after they told them what the scripture said. They went in there and searched it for themselves to make sure this is what God is saying unto me. Are you searching the word? Are you going from glory to glory to glory to glory? And if you're not, it's because you ain't got no revelation from the word of God. God said he want revelation. So there will be transformation. So there will be demonstration. Y'all, we should be demonstrating the kingdom. And you can't do it, not unless you know about what the kingdom is doing. Amen. And if you have the word of God, you should know what the kingdom is doing. The kingdom is full of love. The kingdom is full of joy, full of peace, full of good health. The kingdom got a lot of benefits. This is why when we get down, y'all know kingdom folks get down sometime, right? I got an antidote for that. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. And forget not none of his benefits. Who forgive all iniquities. Who heal all diseases. Who redeem thy life from destruction. Who crown thee with loving kindness. Who satisfy thy mouth with good things. And renew thy youth like the eagle. Forget not. His benefits, oh, my soul. So, see, we have to remind ourselves when things come upon us, oh, no, I'm not going to forget what you already done. And guess what? The word began to quicken you. Quicken me, Lord, according to your word. So when you go into the word, you're saying, God, make me alive according to this word, God, that I am reading, this word, God, that I'm putting on the inside. And as you begin to walk your house and as you begin to speak this word, manifestation come through that word. So y'all, get into the word. Let the word get into you. So everywhere you go, People will know where you've been and who you've been with. They will know that you're saved because you're bringing them something that's different from what the world has. Y'all, when I got to know my husband, really got to know my husband, let me tell you something. Couldn't stay mad at him for long because God began to show me the heart of that man. And this is the thing. This is funny, y'all. When I had my transformation and I got saved, and I was ready to go out there and do it. Y'all know how when you first get saved, you want to lay hands on somebody. You want to tell somebody something. You want to see them on the floor just shaking. You want to do all that. That feel good, right? But then it was a point in my life that I said, God, you got to deal with me. You got to deal with me. So when I started spending time with God, start spending time in the word, I remember I heard the Lord say, you got a controlling spirit. Oh, Lord, I cried like a baby till my eyes was puffed. Because I knew, okay, Lord, thank you. What you want me to do? He said, I want you to go apologize for, to your husband. I went in there, and I never forget he was shaving. And I told him, I said, I'm so sorry for being controlling. Y'all, this man act like it wasn't serious. It was serious to me because, see, I've been with the Lord. And he showed me something in me that just wasn't right. And he looked at me, and I, I don't even think the day he remembered, but I remember just like it was yesterday. I said, forgive me. For being so controlling. I had to get that off of me. Guess what? I was already forgiven. 
But I didn't want Satan to have enrolled in my life putting that in my face all the time. So once I did that, y'all, and God began to start working with me, I couldn't stay mad at nobody. Why? Because change began to take place on the inside of me. Even though they hurt me, I said, well, God, forgive them. They know not what they do. See, Jesus hanging on that cross, he had us in mind. This is how he got through what he got through. He said, even though I have not sinned, he said, God, I'm taking on the sins of the whole world, God, so they can be free. Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, God, my focus is on your will being done, not mine. So that's how Jesus got through it, y'all. So whatever you're going through, get in the Word. Let the word get into you. Turn your face to the wall and say, Lord, deal with me so I can deal with others the way you will have me to deal with them through your word, not through how I feel right now. Y'all, it's not about your feeling. It's about what the word is telling you to do. And the more you get in it, you will love your worst enemy. You can stand in a room with your enemy and won't be shaken. You'll just feel the love and the compassion. You'll be like, Oh, I feel for them. I really feel. Can I help you do something? And then they look at you and say, huh? Can I help you do something? The Lord is telling me that you're in a situation and you need money right now for your light bill. I'm willing to help you pay that light bill. And they pass out. Because that's the glory of God. Because they're saying, what? Everything I've done to you, you want to help me? Y'all, I done been there and done done that. And I got a witness, Jennifer Porter. They treated me like dirt on the job but God told me the ones that talked about me he said go to them hang on them people Mm -mm. he said I want you to go to those people and I want you to ask them if there's anything you've done to them that you're asking for their forgiveness y'all I went to everyone God told me to go to the last person I went to this girl come to me and she looked at me and told me everything that was going on and off she said no, you ain't done nothing to me, but let me tell you something. They said, when you come back here, they're going to make the work so hard. You, Jennifer can't even help you. I said, that's okay. I said, I'm here to do whatever I need to do. But I went in that bathroom, boo-hoo. I said, Lord, you got to help me. You got to help me get through these people, Lord, because I ain't feeling good right now. They're trying to put all this work on me. Y'all, this is no joke. Jennifer, no. They had claims. When you go in the hospital, you have a bill. I had bills this high. On one side, they wouldn't even let Jennifer help me key those bills in. And I sat there and I said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. And the girl that was standing behind me, didn't even open her mouth. She said, you do what you told us to do. Let's see, can you do it now? And I'm hearing her with her mouth closed. So I just kept keying. I was keying so many claims in, y'all, my, my wrist and everything was hurting. But I said, God, you called me to this for a reason. And I know that I can do it with your scrimp. See, I was basing it on the word. When I walked back to the girl's desk, I told her everything that she said with her mouth closed and tears started coming down her face. And I said, but you know what? It's okay. I said, because God love you. And I said, we can do this together. We can work together to get the job done. And guess what? When I left that place, I had my enemies giving me money. I had my enemies on the outside saying, we're going to miss you so much. What are we going to do now? I said, you're going to serve the same God I served when I was here. They're supposed to be changed when you leave your job. You don't supposed to leave your job any kind of way. You're supposed to leave peace 
in the place that you were in. Anytime you leave a job and you don't leave the peace of God on that job, to this day, for two years, I told him, I'm coming out of this job because God got work for me to do. Oh, sit down, Amanda. You're going to be right here with us. But guess what? It come to pass. What am I telling you? The more revelation God gave me, the more transformation took place and demonstration came through the life that I was living. God opened doors that men shed on my behalf. God gave me favor even with the high man on the job. He said, whatever job you want to do, we'll give it to you. Just don't leave. I give you a week. I said, "Mm -mm, I'm leaving because I'm going to do what God called me to do. And I left, y'all. They were going to give me a raise, give me a better position, but who wouldn't choose the kingdom? What am I telling you? We live off of revelation, me and my husband. This is why you see transformation. And this is why you see demonstration. Because you cannot go into that word without that word changing you. If you stay in it long enough. So whatever areas in your life you're dealing with, trust the word. Go in the word. See what the word says. Wait on the Lord. And you will see transformation. You will see change. And demonstration will come in your life. Because everybody in this room got a situation right now. You can say that you don't. It may be a money situation. It may be a health situation. But when you're standing on the word, say, God, that's what you said. God, that's not how I feel right now, Jennifer. But that's what you said. God, that's not what's going on in my house. But that's what you said. So, God, I'm going to stand on what you said. And I'm going to give you glory based on what you said. So when I begin to thank God for what he said, God began to manifest himself. Because I'm thanking him. Because I trust him. Because I know it's already mine. Even though I don't see it in the natural. I already saw what the kingdom has for my life. Change, y'all. God wants change. Jennifer, come up here. God wants change. And guess what? He done done his part. Now he wants us to do what heaven is doing. Just turn around one time. Say, Father, Father change, change has, already has already come to my house. To my house and, I it and I receive it in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm walking in divine healing and divine help. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. And because I've been transformed, I've been changed because of your word, because of the revelation, I'm getting through your word. Demonstration, Demonstration shall take place, shall take place in, my life. in my life. I shall, I, shall, I, will, I will lay hands, lay hands on, the on the sick and see them, and see them recover, recover because you're working in me, working in and, me through and through me. So I receive it, so I receive it the same resurrection power. That raised Jesus from the dead is the same power in me. So, Father, I accept it because I believe it. And it's already mine. And it's already mine. God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank 
Father, rain down in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for revealing yourself even unto this woman of God. And I thank you, God, that even as she laid down, she lay down in your word. She dream about your word. She wake up talking about your word. God, all on her job, people are knowing, God, who she been with even last night, God. Father, I thank you that a word would be like a fire that devours everything going on around her. It would be like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Oh, Father, it would be like a two-edged sword because, God, you've given a revelation on top of revelation, and it's bringing transformation and demonstration. God, I thank you, God, that even the words that she spoke, even over her children, that it's already done, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for working in her and through her. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. You have a favorite scripture that you stand on all the time. And you've been carrying this, Jennifer, everywhere you go. So I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you even bring more revelation, even through that favorite scripture that you're giving her, God. And you open it up and you reveal it to her even the more that she see your kingdom. Come on earth as it is oh God. in heaven. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, I thank you, God. And when you lay hands oh on God. your grandson, oh God. Oh you don't have to wait and wonder. <laughs> Just know that everything the enemy meant for his harm, every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, even to his intestines. <laughs> I speak to them that they come into alignment. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you that even when he eats, he eats well. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you glory, God. We give you honor. We give you praise right now. In Jesus' name, God, we speak in those things that be not as though they were in Jesus name God I thank you and I praise you right now we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise quit watching him quit watching him God I thank you that the only thing she watches is your word in the name of this is what your word says God thank you God Mm. oh thank you God Thank you for your word. Your word is what's standing. Heaven and earth shall pass away. Yes. But your word shall remain. Yes. And it shall stand in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people don't take the word serious. 
When the word is spoken, they look at it just like it's just a word. But see, the Bible lets me know that it's God's word. And God, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Without the word, you wouldn't even be made. So it has to take the word for everything to get in order that's out of order. And if you know what the word says, you can speak to the things that's out of order and you can command it to get in order the way God has created it to be. And I speak right now to back problems. I speak to back problems in the name of Jesus. Renee, stand up, baby. Lay hands on your back. Denise, go lay hands on her back. I speak to your 